Oh, hey guys, it's I'm Luke Soy, and this is Epic Tiki Steak, the podcast. <laughs> and we in no way did not just do that intro already one time, recording through the microphone on the laptop. I didn't. We didn't do that. Um, I mean, you, they wouldn't have known if you didn't draw attention to it. I don't care. I want them to know. The first guy talking was Luke Soyne. Yes. And I am Jojo Lewis. We are the regular hosts. And with us today, much. man about town, funny guy. Improviser. Corky McDonald. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Oh. They said hello. Yes. Hey. I can oh. hear them in my, in my head. Can you, <laughs> can you hear them? No. I'm not getting it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So where were we? <laughs> I was pointing out something about... Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, because I said, yeah, Corky McDonald, and then I was like, what's the Knievel part? And I said Knievel because I'm dumb. It's your, twi- <laughs> it's your, it's your Twitter handle? That's yeah. Like, yeah, but now it came from um, the earliest days of the Internet where you would have to have a – nobody went with their real name. Everybody had like a handle or a, a pseudonym. Right. Because mm-hmm. back, you know, 98, 99 – it was insane that you would put your real actual business on the internet because the internet was not social. It was just the internet. They had yeah. Twitter in 98 No, they didn't have Twitter. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was on a website on a boards for okplayer.com. And <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. What's wait. that? What, what's okplayer.com? Is that player. the precursor com? to okcupid? <laughs> no. Okplayer.com. It yeah. is kind of okplayer. What's up, girl? It's uh, <laughs> the roots. You know the roots? The band. The band. Yeah. That's their production company arm, oh. OK Player. Oh. And so they signed Sounds like Erica cool. Badu, Common, all these like really good neo soul and hip hop acts. And they were very uh, on the forefront of social media. So they had these boards, general discussion board, <laughs> music board, movies. And uh, you would just, you know, you had a pseudonym yeah. to log in. So I was Cool Cork Knievel. And I always like, <laughs> I just love the last name Knievel. I just think that's great. Oh, okay. And so. Are I you a fan of the stunt man? I'm a fan of his wardrobe. I love. <laughs> 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 so you like Hot Rod the movie also? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give me a boiler suit with some stars and stripes and maybe a cape. And Is I'm that what good. that's called? The boiler suit? Yeah, a boiler suit. Wow. I uh, did not know that. That's uh, crazy wild stuff, right? So it's I just like, that. that's kind of my AKA, Corky Knievel. Okay. 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 And I said this, we lost this in the recording, but I'm going to say it again because it's the it's still accurate, even the many times as I say it. When I saw the name Corky Knievel the oh, first yeah. time, my immediate reaction was, Corky Knievel, that's Evil Knievel's brother, <laughs> who is also a daredevil, but in the field of competitive eating. <laughs> Which, not as funny the fourth or fifth time I've said it, in the past 15 minutes. It just gets meaner every time. I know, but I keep getting <laughs> angrier that, I mean, it's, I'm angry that I have to keep saying it. Well, I'll double check. Are we? <laughs> yeah, we so might have to go for a seventh grade. No, we're like, good. All we're right, good. let me tell you about this Corky Kniev. <laughs> so now, does he run and jump over a bunch of buses, then eat, or does he have to eat 27 buses? Well, <laughs> it's like, he'll eat things that no one is like, you know, uh, we can't. We have to do this after midnight, after watershed hour. Eat this many tomatoes or something okay. like it's got a. What is watershed hour? What What's watershed hour? Are you secretly hour? forty years old? What are you talking about? Uh, do you know? <laughs> I mean, are you are you asking that to, to hurt my feelings, or do you genuinely not know what the watershed hour is? Both. Oh my god. <laughs> watershed hour was basically like um, in the earlier days of television. There was a point every night where uh. you can just put whatever you want on TV because they assume all the kids went to sleep. So I think it was like 9 p.m. for a long time, where after that, you could show tits, you could show... Really? On yeah. TV? Because they assumed the kids were gone. 
I mean, they didn't push it insanely far, but you could do a lot. And it wasn't wow. on the networks. It was on the like the local channels. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Syndicates. Oh, so it's like public access kind of. Almost um, the, the step above. It's step between public access and uh, the synd- one that had syndicated shows, like 31 or 40 around here. Yeah. Don't be afraid to get on that mic. Oh, my bad. That's how we know he's not a stand-up comedian. We're <laughs> 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 used to just. He's used to just it. projecting. And yeah. Reading the room. I noticed, I didn't notice, I saw those things hanging down at Comedy Spot, and I was oh like, yeah. what are those? And then someone was like, they're microphones. I was like, what? Yeah, so Brian uh, cool. hooked that up. That's a good do idea. Do those work? Like, do you use them? They, I mean, I guess they work. I don't notice any difference. Okay. Maybe it's like a subtle, just, it makes it louder and no one can tell, and then they just go, wow, they have good projection. I mean, I, I guess it would let you, like, you guys can't, like, whisper. No, you're up there, right? You like, stage whisper. Yeah, so it's like I'm talking quiet. Yeah, yeah. But really, I'm shouting weird. You mime a whisper, so you cup your hand around your uh, mouth. Yeah. Luke, get over here. So yeah, and then someone, has, the other person, has to pretend like, oh, I didn't hear that. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's exactly what they say too. Oh, I didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> we just broke down comedy. It was pretty cool. Aren't you guys glad you're listening to this? Ugh. Listening. <laughs> So yeah, how okay? So yeah, I was saying before we even started, and you guys didn't. We didn't mess this part up. It just wasn't. I we don't even know you that well, right? But you have like a cool podcast called the Potato Bureau, which is a live show where you have a musical guest who plays songs, and then you do improv based off the songs and the lyrics and the explanation of the song. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. What we do is uh, we get local musicians come in, um, preferably you know singer songwriter types who are going to play some original stuff. And then they play us. They play a song. We interview them about that. We ask, where did that come from? What do some of the lyrics mean to you? Yeah. We break down the conversation w- with our cast too, and then we just go with scenes based uh, based upon that. I I listened. I think yesterday I listened to the one. Is it Andrew C- Castro? Andrew Castro. Yeah. Is that? I think that's the guy that's at Starlight all the time with the rapper guy. Oh really? I think so because he he hits the guitar and goes like a Reggie Watts type thing where he's got a loop. Track. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He records it, then he, he plays it back. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And he had like, it's, it was funny because he had a song. He's like, most of my songs are about this one girl, and I was like, wow, that's creepy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Every single guest we've had, you ask him what a song is about. It's like, well, I was dating this girl at this time. Yeah. Every musician song is about so some girl. So hack. Even I think Lincoln, his songs were too. A little yeah, bit. they yeah. all are. <laughs> they all are. It's funny. Um, Andrew Castro actually, we're having back. For uh, March 11th on the Sacramento Improv Marathon. Oh, nice! He's got a CD release. The guy did four c- CDs in a year. He recorded four. Shit! Yeah, and they're all legit. They're they're good. He's gonna be. Yeah, he's I was gonna say, are they good? Cause yeah. <laughs> no, he's he's talented. He's good, and uh, and he gets to work cheap because he has his own band that he just carries with him. So. Oh yeah 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 you, yeah you just make that initial investment of whatever the pedal and the is it a pedal. Uh. Yeah, exactly. He yeah. plays something with the pedal, and then he uh-huh. records it, and then he h- hits the other thing with his other foot. Yeah, and then now he has, like, a loop thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are cool. That's a whole thing. That was a lot of the covers I saw today. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, really? Like, a, like, I was watching, for the folks at home, I was watching, <laughs> I was spent the day watching, uh, like, cover videos of the song Riptide, and a lot, like, if they weren't the standard, uh, you know, weird white guy with a plaid shirt who played guitar... With a white chick with blonde hair that was dyed also an inexplicable color, 
Um, the other thing was kind of a weirder, like a really like a dude who was like super thi- like way too thin, <laughs> like but swimming in a big like, shirt, like DJ Qualls. I guess. Do you know who that is? No. Oh man, you've he was, seen him. I probably have. What's that movie he's in with Eliza Dushku? The uh, loser or the new guy? The, the new, new guy. New guy. Yeah, the new guy. Oh, but oh shit, I don't remember. You've you've seen him in stuff. He's been in things. I'm sure I have, but I'd have to see him again to know. Did you end up watching Man in the High Castle? I have not yet. Oh, okay. He's <laughs> a, he's the friend in the factory where they make the guns. I've been watching Fuller House. Oh yeah. That tells you where my life is. But no, it's the other the other <laughs> thing outside from the pair was the one person who just had a room full of shit and like six pedals on the ground so they could do loops. Right. Wow. And a little drum machine thing. Yeah. I was like, that looks cool. I want to learn to do that, but then I have no dedication or money, so it's <laughs> it's the hard it's the hard reality of art. <laughs> Where you see something cool, you're like, I want to do that. I have no money and I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like ever since you didn't finish, did you? Because you didn't finish doing all the episodes of. I didn't. I know. It's okay. Did you? It's one. It's one of those things where it's like, if I wanted to do it, I could bang it out in a day. The Liquor Lamp Podcast. Just, is yeah, what we're talking I have about. a. Yes, I had a for a while. I had a podcast <laughs> where I interviewed local comics, and I didn't finish yeah. it. Oh, that was, was awesome. I was supposed to have. It was really good. You did a really good job of interviewing people. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm skilled at it. Mm-hmm. But I did it. I did, forty. 47 of 52 episodes I wanted to do. Holy shit. So it was supposed to be one a week for a year. I did one a week for, you know, 48 weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I was still proud of, but I didn't finish. And I never, I never, no one ever interviewed me. That was the other thing. There was well, never, that was supposed to be the final episode was JoJo Lewis as told by somebody else. Wasn't Emma or Jamie supposed to do that? Jamie was originally Fernandez. supposed to do it. Yeah. And I just, honestly, like, I think something happened where I was going to interview somebody on a week and they canceled and I never rebooked it. Yeah. Mm. I, 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 I didn't, didn't I didn't book, I didn't book someone else. So I was like, all right, this will be a bye week. And <laughs> then I got distracted. Right. And it's been like a year. So <laughs> <laughs> I think you could, it's, I think you, if like nobody would a, care if you just came back and finished them all. Well, know, like, yeah. I, I, all it would take is one day and inviting like four people in one location, one after another for an hour each, and it can be done. So well, you haven't released any of them? They're all just... No, they're all released. Like, oh, okay. You can, uh, you can look them up. They're on theliquorlamp.blogspot.com, all of them. It's gotcha. all on iTunes, too. It's all Yeah, it's all on iTunes, everyone, for yeah. free. And they're also... All, uh, they were on Stitcher, but Stitcher's fucked up, because if you don't make any money, they don't like you. Is that right? That's uh, true. I'm, I'm glad we Stitcher. chose Podbean for this. Oh, yeah. Super nice. Po- but, like, <laughs> that whole podcast was... Um, cool because it was like it was so diy yeah so like i yeah Yeah, your your apparatus for recording i built mic stands out of a plywood and pvc pipe Mm -hmm. i built a shock mount out of i took a a big pvc pipe and carved it and put some hair ties on it to support micro like the only thing i actually paid for yeah were the microphones and nothing else like i I, these are the microphones are yours no these aren't even the microphones the microphones i have don't work anymore i use them until they broke because they were used when i got them they were forty dollars each 
And um, I didn't know they could break from being talked into. Yeah. They, well, they were they were used to begin with and shitty. Like I made pop filters out of knitting circles. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and and wire hangers. You should write a fucking magazine. I uh, know. And oh, but this is the the you best. Should, you should be at makers fairs. But I know. Like here's how to do podcast. <laughs> and then, but the <laughs> other thing was I found I finagled away. I bullshitted away into being able to host every episode completely for free, but still getting it on iTunes. Yeah. Which was baffling like i had i jumped through like seven or eight hoops but i finally got it yeah and it's so it was like one of those things like this is almost a life hack like that's how <laughs> that's how creative i am right yeah. now yeah because yeah. it's on itunes you can find it but they're on this free hosting site specifically for like audio and visual like records so you can just load whatever you want there. And I have like, it's funny because there's like the first episode, there's like seven versions of it mm-hmm. that are uploaded that I can't take down Cut. because all they want to do is store stuff. So there's seven versions of the first one. When I was just <laughs> fucking around with it. There's one version that doesn't have an opening. I hope there's one where there's just the sound of you masturbating. <laughs> Furiously. You were like fucking around. I'm with it and so you're, good at this. Yeah. Then like for some reason, a like a, a picture of your third grade teacher popped in your head and you're like, oh, I got to take care of this. And like... <laughs> Checked off. For me, it was sixth grade. <laughs> oh, okay. Sixth grade teacher and my s- uh-huh. eighth grade English teacher. Damn, you were lucky. Both pretty good. I, I mean, only had one teacher that I was ever like kind of into, and it was like college, like junior college. It took forever to get a hot teacher. So it was kind of sad. If we're being honest, the sound of furiously masturbating is the sound of every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just a different kind of masturbation. It's a, very it's a mental, spiritual masturbation. Yeah. I'm yeah. coming all over anybody listening to this right now. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm surprised our equipment still works. <laughs> hey, guys, so buy, buy Behringer because it's uh, resilient as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Super good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I'm – we're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud, uh, the Potato Bureau, and on iTunes. And What do you use to host it? I. I upload to SoundCloud. That's what okay. I do. And, and then, then you gave the link from there to iTunes. I guess somebody on, there. on my team did, on, in, in, the, in the cast did. Oh, I, okay. I will, <laughs> I'm a willful make, Luddite. Make sure, I, you, make sure you keep all the passwords in case someone is like, I'm I'm bigger than Potato Bureau. That's a good point. I'm yeah. sinking that ship. Yeah. Um, yeah, you not never that I, know when that, that Molly no, Doan will just be like, "Fuck you guys." I don't think anyone. I don't in know your, her I, at all. <laughs> I don't think anyone in your team would do that, but be yeah. careful. <laughs> you know? But I'm saying, you know, it wouldn't happen, but it would. <laughs> you know? Here's an interesting question. So, like, when I think, and this is like not trying to be like stupid, sure. But like, when I think an imp- of an improviser, like personality-wise. I think like silly, goofy, theater kid, fun person, nice. Like, what do you think com- comedians, like stand-ups are? Like, do you have that same oh. kind of dumb? I mean, um, I know, like, I know some people, so it's not like I'm completely. Well, like, I have friends. here's the thing: in in, I really, I'm 39. You guys are young, right? You guys are early 20s, right? 28. I got like, oh, we got like 10 years on us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if I think of negative. Stand-ups, I think of socially awkward, mm. um, but I'm thinking of kids is what I'm thinking of. I'm not defining it as stand-up. I'm thinking of a 21-year-old kid who gets to say blowjob for the first time in front of people. Uh. So they're just going for it, right? Open micers who, who are that way. Yeah. Or have to interject their bits into every... They can't have real conversation. They just got to interrupt with bits and uh. bits and bits. Yeah. yeah. So that's the negative connotation of stand-up, if, if you're asking that. Yeah. But... 
stand-ups to me, I, I love, I mean, I'm a comedy nerd. I like, mm-hmm. before I even knew of improv, I was addicted to stand-up. So did you I, ever try it? I, that's the thing. Like Jojo show that I did. And then the, the roast of Troy, I'm like, and, and in some bits that I've done with Troy, uh, Nelson, Troy Nelson. That yeah. works at comedy spot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not little Troy. No, no, no. Big Troy. Big Troy. Uh, lovable guy. Yeah. Um, I like, I, and I think about it all the time, so I got to do it, but I always have, I swear to God, I always have something that comes up like Sunday, Monday nights. I'm always busy with something else. And I tell myself like, if I was really had to do it, I would have done it by now. Like I would, I've had, that's a good way to think about it. Yeah. I would, I made myself go do that. You don't have that like, like, or like drive to be like, I have to. Yeah, I do. It's just right now I cannot do it. Oh, okay. Right, you know, if I had to do it, I would have to do it and go do it. How how long it's have you not, been? Oh, sorry. It's not like you don't have an outlet for being creative. That's the main, yeah, and that's, that's also it. the. You know what's interesting is I went. I was at a another like a black a black box improv theater, just you know like a theater in like a weird space. Black top. No, not there. Oh, but hey, it was Jordan. Uh, Jordan Gannon so just Jordan. walked in. I was Man like, "What's the town. shadow? The shadow's walking by me." <laughs> I was at this weird, and it was weird because I had just started doing comedy, and there was a lot of improvisers there, but like young improvisers, yeah, like like eighteen to twenty one, and they were that that kind of colored my impression of what improvisers were because they they had just finished performing, but they were just standing in a circle, just playing some kind of game hacky sack. and i saw it and I, no this like <laughs> some kind of weird improv like oh say something goofy and then we go yes and that kind of thing and i almost you said can bullshit. Say, you can say bullshit but but here's the thing <laughs> i didn't zap, zap, i didn't really get it here i didn't understand like what is wh- where is this coming because they seem like they were just like oh this is super fun like two you knew two of them were gonna fuck like as soon as they walked right out yeah <laughs> but then i met jesse jones uh-huh. and i'm like <laughs> This guy, this is why improv exists. <laughs> because you look at you look into Jesse's eyes, and there's just so much hate, yeah, and anger, disdain. And it's not like it's not even like oh, I fuck fuck the world. He's like no fuck very specific things that happen to be enormous, <laughs> which is brilliant to me. And it's like he's like he's one of my I I love watching him. He's one of the only people where I can actually say, like, I love watching him perform. Yeah. In improv. And on Stab and all the other stuff he does, because it's like... He did really great last night. Yeah, like, he's 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 trained his, he's trained himself to be so quick and so witty that the joy of it is just gone. <laughs> yeah. Which makes me yeah. feel so good inside. It's like, <laughs> how can someone have so much skill and be so angry I answered my own question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like so good that he's he sees everyone else and he's like, uh, why don't? Yeah, I is that what you're saying? Yeah, like he, yeah. One of my favorite things to do on Monday nights is after I do a set, I'll sit with Jesse and I'll just watch him react to other people's to sets. Stand. Yeah, you <laughs> ever just sat and watch him react? Oh, to stand? yeah, <laughs> it's so. Good. I did shows so with many size and like uh, eye rolls, eye rolls. Yeah. Oh. and then the kind of thing where he asked like, "What the what the fuck?" What the, you know, like kind of shakes his head like that. And I and here's the thing, like I do it with him, but I like I know he does this through mine, but I love watching him do it to other people. <laughs> it makes me feel so good. I was like, yes, and he has to be there. It's also what's said, and he has to stay for the whole show. Uh 
I've, he can't leave the room. Yeah. Oh. I've been I've been getting to host sometimes the open mic and he'll like whenever it goes a little long I'm like I'm sorry we got like one more and he's like oh, okay fine like he <laughs> just gives me like cuz it's like cause he doesn't hate me but he does hate me for that you know like, for him it's you'll like never know. it's like the movie screen <laughs> in a clockwork orange and it's like okay uh yeah, we know you're you're fixed, but we have like three more videos. Is that cool? Like we're just gonna we're gonna get through this playlist. <laughs> we know you're never gonna do it again, but we're getting through this playlist. <laughs> I'm typing notes down. Sorry. No, and no problem. Because that way I don't have to listen later. Is that, but is that like name, is is my stuff. was my because uh, my initial impression was the young kids that this is so fun for them. Yeah. Is that an is that something that Cause I don't see you do that. I see you guys warm up, but you're not like. Well, you guys are seasoned veterans. Yeah, well, yeah. How long have you been doing improv? Uh, four years. And when I say four years, like I've been doing it regularly, two and a half. Almost, oh, okay. Almost three. I was gonna guess like a lot more. Yeah. See, I came to. I've always been a funny guy, uh, but I was a pussy, and so like the first <laughs> time, I don't know how I found out about improv classes. I just walked in and I heard two people on stage and they're like I'm the king and I'm walking through Mordor or whatever like that and I just turned on my heel and I walked right back the fuck out got in my car and drove home and I was like <laughs> I was like you pussy you fucking <laughs> pussy go back and back then the comedy spot there wasn't shit every night it was just like classes Wednesday and Thursday uh, and then shows Friday Saturday was it in the Mars building or the old, old it was in the but they had okay. just moved there oh okay the stage was on the other side and shit oh yeah. shit yeah it, I was there was, a few times for that other stage it looks up. so weird in pictures now to me yeah Um. so it sucked because the bathroom you had to walk past that's why they did it but you had yeah. to walk past on the left side of the stage to go to the bathroom so like I feel like every time they did stand up like people would just be like oh you're going you know like you'd have to comment on it <laughs> My really first stand, my first uh, improv show I did, I did with Kyrie. He was taking improv classes at the time. Oh wow! And you want to talk about they moved it because of the bathroom. They also moved it because two guys like me built like me and Kyrie on that stage. That thing's going wonk, wonk, wonk. I couldn't hear shit that we were saying. I had no idea that was a thing. So the oh, new yeah. stage is much better. It's reinforced. reinforced. <laughs> There's carpeting. He baffled it. It's fucking <laughs> it's legit. Yeah, it's. Like, I mean, it looks. It just looks like black wood, but there's a lot of stuff like inside. Uh, yeah, it yeah. looks. I mean, it's constructed well. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, Brian's a tinkerer, but he he every every single move he's made has improved it. I like the wall he put up because he what was it? it used to be just a curtain. Yeah, and then now there's like this cool. It looks like a country bar wall. Yeah. Yeah, with the beer crates at the bottom. Yeah. Which is a smart way to get around not being able to actually put up a wall. Right, and then also subliminally tell people beer. Yeah. Beer. Yeah. <laughs> but there should be like peanut shells on the bottom is what it looks oh, like. Oh, yes. You know? Yes. <laughs> Just carefully. Yeah. Like and then out. when you come around the corner, there's someone on the on the bar doing Coyote Ugly. It's like a sand. <laughs> it's like a wonderful sandscape. sandscape. Oh, you just love it. Sandscaping. So, yeah, I haven't I haven't been doing it super long. But uh, each year in comedy, I set myself like goals. That's uh, good. Get on a show. Start to get make make money doing a show and then make a consistent paycheck doing a show. So those my, are those are good, easy, attainable exactly type and, goals. But you know what was fucking bullshit? My attainable, easy goal for 2015 was do stand up. 
<laughs> and and you, I, I, I never fucking did it. I never went. To, you I mean, nailed it with my show. I uh, yeah. So you did. You did I know one. I can do it. You did like a ten. You did what we would consider a ten-minute longer narrative set. Wow, <laughs> that's pretty impressive because I still don't have a story that that I could tell I, that long. It yeah, it's a it's a different. Well, the thing is, is it's like that's a very different animal than stand-up. Just like just doing jokes. Yeah. yeah. Like I because you do because with improv there is actually a lot. I guess there's a storytelling element to it. That you that I knew you knew how to do just because I knew you did, um, I knew you did improv and also because Chris Emery said that you were good at it. Yeah, Chris told but, me to talk me up. Um, but also, but it's like the the act of telling a story on stage is as a stand up is not. It's a very like most stand ups don't and most stand ups at an open mic level don't really do it because it's just like it's a very different skill. Yeah. Yeah. To develop. Yeah, because you're kind of. Mostly, like for me, it's like mostly set up punchline, set up punchline, funny or witty. No, let's not use that word. Observation <laughs> or something. <laughs> I think it. I think what makes it tougher to learn is if you're a stand-up, you're very afraid of silence. Yeah. Well, you're good at. You don't care. You'll just say the story about your cats getting well, well, that's AIDS or what is it? That herpes. My cats have herpes, and I take <laughs> them to the vet, and that's like an eight-minute piece. Holy yeah. shit. It's eight minutes if I'm clipping along. If I stretch it out, I can do ten. Like if I sit in moments, if I tag it. When you but sit, when you're sitting, JoJo. If you morph into standing, sitting, JoJo. That's a <laughs> that thing I said yesterday is my new bit. I'm gonna start every show with that. What but was it again? It was uh, I I said what did I say? This is so hacky to do it say on what podcast. But it was basically I real I realized I, I talked to Edgar Granados this week. We were just shooting the shit about comedy, and I mentioned something, and he was like. I'm really glad that you're going to get over sitting down on stage because I was, I mean, you were funny, but I'm so done with you sitting on stage. We talked about that in front of Comedy <laughs> yeah, Spot. Yeah, yeah. because I didn't like it either and that it, much. <laughs> it drew me, it made me understand, like, I'm bad at comedy, but in a way that gets a lot of praise. In a, in, and there's nothing like that. And the bit I had was basically that uh, I'm like if a heart surgeon killed everybody, but none of the other heart surgeons said anything. And they're just like, you know. Jojo doesn't seem to really understand the fundamentals of cutting people open, but he's got a lot of passion. <laughs> and, and he, you know, he's always trying something new and he sits down. We don't sit down. The fir- see, the first time I saw you do stand up, you reminded me of Bill Hicks because you were passionate and abrasive. Yeah. And it was, I'm going to say these horrible things, but it's not for shock value. It's with purpose. Yeah. I have a purpose to what I'm saying. I'm making a point in a, maybe a vulgar attention grabbing way but i'm going to get your attention and you're going to listen to me and then there was always the tweak on your jokes that it fucking cracked me up like there was a one just a little aside like i have a girlfriend for this next joke yeah. <laughs> and it was just it was like you're you seem so young to and then have a grasp on like uh i'm taking the piss out of myself here with this next thing and it was really good i do that too i have jokes for a while i was doing this set where i would go like i would start talking about like this joke where my parents are religious when I grew up they would say stuff like no sex before marriage and then I'd be like that's weird to hear when I'm two and then <laughs> then I would say like uh, uh, but my dad was extra weird he would say like you, I think you should marry the first person that you kiss uh, which would be really suck for me right now because I'd be married to a poster of Xena Warrior Princess <laughs> and then I would go into like oh, I don't have a poster wife but I do have a weird girlfriend and then I had those jokes and then at the end of those I'd be like uh, actually I lied I don't have a girlfriend and then just do dating jokes and yeah. it's like 
and I don't know for some reason that would get a laugh, and I'm like, you guys shouldn't laugh at that, but I just <laughs> did it because it works. I think I, uh, I think I do remember. <laughs> I remember a brace of angry JoJo pretty well, and uh, oh, you're not still that because well, here's the, <laughs> here's the thing. Uh, this is here's the here's the thing. When I was uh, when you saw me in those at in those points, it was. I was not happy with how that always went mm. because it was the kind of thing where, I mean, five minutes of a lot of anger is a lot. Oh, to yeah. ask of a group of people. Yeah. <laughs> and it was weird. Like, I was started, I got to this point where I was noticing that, you know, I can do this for five minutes, but if I have to do seven minutes of this, it tires people sure, out. Sure, yeah. Like, it's really... So I started doing the long stories because it's like, well, I can't be pissed off for that long and still have it go well. I have to be, like, calm and mellow and be able to meander. And now yeah. I'm trying to get back into... I need to try to be some angry guy who stands up again. Yeah, but... Knowing the, the how to be quiet guy. <laughs> it's a mix. Yeah. Back and forth. You, yeah, you just, like... Uh, Go back and forth, kind of sine wave. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Figure it out. What? I'm just trying to throw math in and sound smart. No, I get it. You know, like you go up angry, then sit down, then angry, then sit down. <laughs> oh, sorry. Maybe that I is what I should do because I need the chair. I like the chair. No one uses it. I'll use the chair. No, but I remember I had you do my show and you did this uh, story. If I remember it right, there was this hot chick <laughs> and you were trying to get her attention in middle school. So you wore... I want to say a spandex, yeah. a spandex shirt. You wore a spandex. It was, uh, and yeah. I want to say and my, and here's the thing. I don't, when I, in the Spanned story, I don't, I don't dicks. know if, Wait, I don't know if no, you established okay. it, but I feel like you in middle school is just you now, but in middle school with a backpack. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know what you looked like, but I'm sure it was just you. <laughs> And it was a great story. Like, it ended with her noticing you and be like, oh, you cray. Like, that was yeah. the actual punchline. Uh, she it, said, you cray? No, she said, um, <laughs> she said, Spanish don't go with high tops, nigga. Do we have to bleep that? No. I don't, it was do a quote. It's a quote. Yeah, you okay. You do what you can. I don't think white people can decide what I, to do with that. I didn't say <laughs> it. I didn't say it. <laughs> I think, did Kyrie even say it when he was on our podcast? He did. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, he did many times, I heard. I you listened to that, that episode? Yeah. yeah. That was a good but episode. I was listening to that today a little bit. Yeah, oh, it was a lot of fun. Between. <laughs> Why did you go, oh? Because you're just nice. You're listening to the things we do. Luke's story time was another <laughs> funny one. That was really good. Oh, where I told the Walking Dead story. <laughs> you yeah. just broke down the Walking Dead. I, I was really excited. That episode was good. I actually, I went home and I watched that episode because of that. And I haven't watched any of the other ones because no one story timed them for me. <laughs> oh, I haven't watched them either. I need to watch. Yeah. The, you need like someone to now. story time for you, I think. You That's guys, a really great no, I experience. I just needed a minute to watch it. Do you guys watch Venture Brothers? Yes. I fucking That's, love that show. It's the fucking amazing. Top three shows ever, in my opinion. It's like The Wire to me because the, 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 the way the stories interweave and the characters uh, get brought up. Get, well, I, yeah, this as it is, goes, okay. I think when it started, it wasn't that way. No. But yeah, like first season three, it started. Have even you, though I still love first the first season, though. Have I you love guys, so much of it. Have you guys been watching season six? No, yes. I'm I'm behind have, a little bit. What's okay? Because here's the thing: in preparation for six, I watched all of it. Yeah. I watched all the seasons. I watched uh, Gargantua two, mm -hmm. and 
Gargantua two was I feel like that's them at their like this is amazing that was this that even was exists. that a special one or? that was the spe- that's the prequel of season six it was oh, I don't think five, I've seen that either because they oh, from yeah from f- from five to six there's like an eight year gap like it's ridiculous did they make like a new space station is that what that is that's yeah that's okay. in the season preceding this one it's JJ he's trying to build Gargantua two because Gargantua one crashed J Jonah's ventured so. <laughs> and so, like, Adventure. a lot of it is, like, hiring Rusty to build shit that doesn't work right. But I watched the first episode of season six because they moved to New York. And I could, I, I had a lot. It wasn't funny. Like, a lot of it was yeah. just not funny to me. Yeah. Um. And I feel like I, it sounds weird, but it's like, I think they took too much time off. I was going to say, if they didn't take so much fucking time, then you could forgive some of it. Because I noticed exactly what you're talking about. And my beef was, I think, with the second episode was a total jump skip to uh, White and um, Billy, Billy Boy, Quizboy. Billy Quizboy, yeah. And their new uh, art. Billy Quizboy. Yeah, <laughs> Billy Quizboy. And they, and they become, like, <laughs> legit, like, adventurers in their own right fighting against that other, yeah. you know, but Billy's nemesis, the other Quizboy. Yeah, which is a great character, but the whole episode, the jokes all came from being nerding out on shit and caring too much about that shit. But the whole show is based on that. The whole show mocks pop culture and references and stuff we all cherish. They even cop to it and they're like, hey, dad, the wannabe Avengers are here. It's like you can't. <laughs> that, was, then, that was way too on the nose. Yeah. You can't then make fun of that when that's what your show, whole show is, which is great because they do a fucking great job. Well, they make the characters human. My, my favorite humor in that show is like it's all it's the same as Austin Powers. Where it's like this, these super villains are exposed, like they're real, and then this is like their everyday life, and yeah. the shi- like just bullshit they deal with that they would, like they would actually have like a shitty employee, yeah, or like, like that's the stuff that was funny to me, yeah. Like when you're watching Austin Powers and Goldmember, and like she has a henchman, he's like, everyone, he's like, except you, henchman, just turning things for no reason, like just that yeah. kind of joke is like so yeah. funny to me. I got my girlfriend watching it, which is uh, amazing because she watches shit like The Bachelor. Uh-huh. She, <laughs> the exact opposite oh, adventure fuck. I, I can't even be around that shit and yeah. she likes it and likes i really like the one where all the henchmen were at the hench uh anonymous group where where they're like all talking about the times they lost their oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> wait when they did they lost their they lost their their bad guys and they're like hey you're gonna find another bad guy to arch oh to is that for? the one with like the poison snake or whatever uh, no that's a different one that's oh. when, that's rusty going to the retired boy adventure that's it's when, right okay. it's after the it's like after the monarch was he went like, to jail he went to jail two. And so we um, first see 24 and 21, 21 to 24 at this meeting and they're back getting cookies. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like it's an AA meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> Look at you, you fat Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah. This is weird. Yeah. This is weird. <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? No, oh, but, no, but I feel like I feel like season like season four and five were just they're brilliant. Yeah, they're absolutely great. Gargantua, two is one of the like one of the best just works just a disparate work on its own yeah wow but six i couldn't like i I watched episode two and i was like i can't i I, can't whatever they're doing i can't do it i haven't watched past two either yeah i just like it hasn't been and and i'm really broken up about it because i was like when i heard that there was gonna be something like oh my god yeah this is tv again i need to get home early on sunday so i can watch this and it's just like i can't like like post Rick and Morty, I have a really high standard, and that mm. it's not meeting it, and I feel really bad about it because I love the Venture Brothers, and yeah. Sex is just not doing it. 
I just I don't know. I like season one through three the most. I think, which is weird. I feel like, but it, it's just because I feel like the show starts to evolve too much, and then it gets all like, like it's eating itself or something. Because like they have those guys that those those two like government worker guys, the really secret. Oh, with the hats. Yeah. And I feel like they were funny at first and then they bring them back like in season four and it just, then it starts to just like comment on itself and it's like, I'm doing this with my hand. <laughs> my hand's trying to eat its own wrist. I don't, I don't hate that aspect. No, I, me either. But, yeah. but the thing of it is, is like in four and five, they were really good at that. So they were able I need to, to watch it again. I've only were, seen that like once. They were able to do that kind of meta stuff, but in a way that, that felt still fresh. Like, yeah, they're they're commenting on the own things that they're doing, but it still feels fresh in some way because they always turn it into like this is actually like we reference this, but it's also this other pop culture thing on top because they mention uh, General Tracer like in season one. That's the first time they actually mention General Tracer, and then he becomes like this weird eccentric like general guy, is and then he's the a Hulk. Patch? Yeah, yeah, he had an eye patch, and then and the, then the he's, Teddy Roosevelt guy. Exactly, exactly. And then, <laughs> and I love that that one part where everyone's getting kidnapped and he calls the meeting. It's just it's just them in a boardroom for like six hours <laughs> while twenty four is just killing people in an arena. <laughs> but it gets to a, and but they always t- were able to take that character and kind of push him forward. Yeah. So it's, it wasn't just self referential. So first he was just this this no name guy who was mentioned. We didn't care about him. Then he's the leader of the secret organization. He's got a Teddy Roosevelt vibe. Then he thinks he's a Hulk. Then he is a Hulk. So if they were able to make the character, even though it was self-referential. So they turn him into Gen- or Thunderbolt Ross? Is that what happens? Pretty much. <laughs> I feel like I haven't seen that part. Is it's that season gr- six or four? Gargantua 2. Five, five oh, okay. and Gargantua 2. All right. But I, I wonder. I, have, I think I have through season four on Blu-ray or DVD. But I, I know it's on like Hulu, right? Yeah, uh, so yeah, it's all catch up. yeah, okay, definitely. Okay. I'll have to do that. But it's one of those things where it's like they were able to do so well with being self-referential, but also keeping <clears> it <throat> consistently connected to pop culture. And now eight years have passed, and it seems like they're trying to make up for all this time that they weren't doing shit. Right. Which I don't. I really can't. It's hard for me because it I, feels like a step backward. I went into the season a little upset because Orpheus isn't going to be in it, and Orpheus is probably my favorite yes. side oh, yeah. character. Absolutely. Him and his whole crew. And I love when they drink the ayahuasca tea. That's one of the <laughs> best episodes. Just vomiting and vomiting. That's the first time I ever heard about that stuff. I was like, is this? I, I just thought it was made up. And then I find no. out later, like listening to Joe Rogan, that it's real. Oh. I was like, oh. <laughs> I can't listen to Joe Rogan. <laughs> I mean, I love his. I love he's what he hilar- does for comedy. He's hilarious. He's but his guy. podcast is a little. Oh, my God. I can't. It's just people talking over each other with these esoteric. And it's I love it. I love listening to Duncan Trussell just talk about weird shit. Man, I, it's the aliens Trussell's and a the, funny guy. the yeah. space vagina, man. And we're just in these meat bodies. And like, what the fuck, man? I, I don't that even guy, know. Brian Redbin, I don't. I, I think yeah, the, no, he's dumb. The best thing <laughs> about Joe Rogan's podcast is it helped the world to see Duncan Trussell and, and Joey Diaz. Coco. Those guys are brilliant. Yeah. I don't listen to everyone. I listen to. I try to listen to like... When they have a cool comic on, like Hannibal Burris or Chris D'Elia or so, or like just actually a lot of those, just because it's interesting to hear to me. Yeah, that's why I really got into Burt Kreischer's podcast because he has <laughs> so many comics and like all these comics that you never get to hear on anything. Like, yeah, like Michael Yo, I was listening to today, and like uh, who who else was really good? He did like a three and a half hour episode with um Doug Stanhope, which was amazing. Oh, really? 
Yeah, and every time, anytime Doug Stanhope's on Joe Rogan now, like that's the one I listen to. I listen to the one where he's on mushrooms on Joe Rogan's podcast. Oh, oh is that another one? Yeah, Stanhope's on mushrooms, and he, he someone just gave him mushrooms. He ate them, and Stanhope <laughs> loses track of what he's talking about on the best of times, and he was just gone. I mean, gone, and you and they it's, they filmed it too. And Coco Diaz is trying to talk to him and tell him stories. Hey, dog, what are you doing? What are you fucking? <laughs> they used to live next to each other, something like that. And there yeah. was a girl who was fucking. I don't know. We're talking about another episode of another podcast. But, <laughs> but that one's got that one's out there. Don't worry, we'll become a Hulk later. It's fine. The self reference is fine. Wait, did you want to? Were you still talking about Venture Brothers? Mm, not really. It's just like. I, I feel like it's one of those things Jordan's where Jordan's bored. He's looking through. My if you're, I mean, if you, it's it's <laughs> kind of showing the thing where if you don't make something, like if you're not really working on stuff every year, it shows. Yeah. What were they, they doing in between? Like, did they work on other shit? Those guys. I well, don't they're, know. They're true artists. Like, I mean, you can tell by the way that every piece of their thing they control. Yeah. Except they for do now, like the music, right? And the yeah. vo- they do like almost every voice. Doc Hammer does, I think, three of. He does. He's Doctor Girlfriend. Oh, he's a people. ton of voices. Yeah. Jason yeah. Public, I think he plays most of the people. Jackson. As well. Jackson Public. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Chris McCullough. Yeah. 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 But they they uh, they finally like season three were releasing the illustrating out to Korea. But other than that, they control every aspect. And it looks, I mean, the show looks fucking amazing now. Yeah. For an adult swim show. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of them are like Aqua Teen Hunger Force. It's just like like a little Aqu- paper that's moving or whatever Aqua Teen, they do. Aqua Teen Hunger Force was like, that was, we- when it came out, it was from that, that same kind of William Street, like yeah. Space Goes Down. And that show kind of proves like how powerfully, how if you have really interesting characters and a good story, the animation is almost irrelevant. Yeah. Oh yeah. As long as the writing and the dialogue and the, yeah, if it's funny, if there's a tight, okay. there's got to be like a tightness to it that you can just like. But I think Squid Billies is garbage. I You're so wrong. I know you and Mark Berg hate me for it, but I fucking never hate seen it. it. Every time really? I tried to watch it, I'm just like, what the fuck is happening in the show? I don't like it. It's not funny. And then there was that twelve ounce mouse show that was awful. Twelve ounce mouse was basically like if if you could have animation performance art. It's a little it's super out there. It's weird. But I appreciate that it exists. I just it wasn't for me. Squidbillies was kinda I thought Squid one, Squidbillies, if you look at the backgrounds in Squidbillies, like it's it's poorly drawn by design. Yeah. To a point where it's so poorly drawn that it took planning. And the <laughs> And How what's interesting is all the this? all the effort that the artists put in because it takes them years to make like like they do it all like they license out the animation but like they do the backgrounds themselves and they look like paintings like it's like they zoom in oh. like, like if you were to zoom out and see a background in Squidbillies it would like the intricacy is insane yeah and like um, what was cool about that show is the dialogue doesn't show you that at all what. No, you don't d- notice that ever. You do notice that because you're a terrible person to talk to about this because you just don't enjoy anything. But I love a lot of things. But the way that just show was things. the way that show was written is like it's it's like the Venture Brothers where every there's not there's no wasted dialogue. Everything fits into something else. And there's I remember there was this one joke where like the sheriff was like, "You need to send your son to school. We have this note from the city." And he goes, Russell, hand me my glasses. And the son gives him two glasses of whiskey. He drinks both of them and gets a shotgun. Okay. Just really <laughs> tight, like un- like jokes you wouldn't expect and a really tight dialogue. It's a good show. Like, you need to give it a try. I, I feel like what I need to do, because this happened with Metalocalypse. I thought that show was garbage too. And then I watched it with people who liked it and I started to understand it. 
So like maybe if I watched it with you, then I would start oh, to yeah. like it. Because I I can curate the, like the greatest episodes for you. It's it's yeah. Because I would watch yeah. Metal Lock Clubs and I'd be like, this is weird and dark and not funny to me. And then I watched it with my friends for like a whole weekend. They were just they were doing mushrooms and smoking <laughs> weed. <laughs> And and I didn't, but I was just hanging out. And then I was like, I love the uh, what's the clown's name again? Fuck, Doctor Roxo. Yeah, I love Doctor Roxo. And and uh, the young Swedish guy. What's the oh fuck? What's his name? He's got like the darker blonde, long hair. Uh, Toki. Toki. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love Toki. Just like that's that episode where they're talking about his origin or something, and he had to build. So I have to push these logs around to make these houses. And, like, I don't even know what the <laughs> fuck was happening. But it was so funny. <laughs> I said, was very cold. And I didn't mean <laughs> Everyone can slip into a good Toki War Tooth, like, yeah. affectation. <laughs> you just need that in your arsenal. Or Dr. Roxo. Or Dr. Cocaine, baby. Yeah. Jordan. Jordan. Come do your Corky impersonation while I piss. Oh, yeah. Sit, sub in. Yeah. That's, that's my bad. Ta- tag in. Should we... All right. I want to... Did you guys watch the Ghostbusters trailer today? No. I didn't know that was a thing. What? It was like the first thing I turned on Facebook, and it was the first thing there. Everyone was posting it. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. Do you want to pause so we can watch it and we can talk about Let's it? Let's pause so Corky can piss and we can watch this. We'll okay. be back in a moment, guys. Okay. Okay. And we just watched the trailer for Ghostbusters again, because I saw it, but I kind of need to see it again. JoJo hadn't seen it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jordan's with us now. He's been sitting here, and now he's uh, talking to us. He's sitting next to JoJo. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Jordan Gannon, everyone. The Jordan. Yes. He got off work, came over, hanging out with all these weird birthday celebrations. Anyways, we don't need to hear about that. (laughs) So, Ghostbusters trailer. I was surprised I turned on Facebook. It was everywhere, and I watched it this morning. And I'm not, like, a huge fan. Like, I've seen the first one, and I liked it. I, I saw it the first time. I didn't like it. Then I saw it in the theater. They, like, replayed it or whatever, and it was great. And I appreciated it. And then I've never seen the second one. But is anyone else a fan? I am actually a pretty big fan. Yeah, okay. I'm a fan of Ghostbusters. Yeah. I remember I would watch. I I liked the show. I love that the show, they, they had a cartoon called The Real Ghostbusters. Or one of them was, like, the guy who did the voice of Garfield from the old... Yeah, yeah. There yeah. was... Because originally there was a show called The Ghostbusters, which is the stupid detective show. It was these two guys and a monkey, and they were fighting against, like, I think it was Vincent Van Gogh or some stupid... But they had it copyrighted. Yeah, but and they wouldn't give it up. So then the Ghostbusters guys were like, well, why don't we just make our show called The Real Ghostbusters, <laughs> which is a pretty huge fuck you. And then they made uh, they did a reboot in the '90s of that cartoon called uh, Ghostbusters Extreme. Oh, really? Where they were far more multicultural. <laughs> that was the main. They had a la- they had a lazy Mexican Ghostbuster. Oh, are you, they had are you serious? A, yes, they had an Asian Ghostbuster. Uh, she was a chick, so she had a smaller Ghostbusting gun, but she carried all like the things. She had that the gadgets. Caught, yeah, she had the gadgets. <laughs> White guy was the leader per the huge. So they were inclusive, but they just stuck to very strict stereotypes. Yeah, they totally did. It was a good ass show too. <laughs> That's what was fucked up. It was like, yeah, Ghostbusters. But yeah, I liked I liked both of the movies, and I got the game for Xbox, which was great, and it was the actual sequel. Um, oh, I never played that. It was oh, fun. it's pretty good. Okay, it's pretty really good. Pretty and then, really good. And then, uh, so yeah, I did. I I liked I liked the trailer. I I'm kind of. I'm kind of worried in the way that I'm always worried when I see a reboot where I'm like, they're just going to do the same thing. Yeah. 
Because that yeah. first, like Even the, the f- opening scene was, that is the start of Ghostbusters, like the first Ghostbusters, that exact scene. Yeah, they're like, oh, it doesn't seem that crazy, and then it vomits or whatever in they, the library, right? Yeah, they find in it, almost yeah. exactly the same way that scene played out. Yeah, that's like, like it's going to be like The Force Awakens, do you think, where it's kind of like the same, but not, but the same. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I think The Force Awakens got a, a, a loving reboot. This is just kind yeah. of like a, a wacky stunt. Mm-hmm. It is a stunt to to remake the movie, but now with women. I'm not saying it's that's in the pejorative, but it is a stunt. It, yeah, no, it's definitely like come see what the women are like. Exactly. In this. Yeah, there's and definitely that vibe to it. And then I, oh, and then their their secretary is Chris Hemsworth. You yeah, know, like they have that going. Yeah, instead of the smoking hot Annie Potts, mm-hmm. who was the <laughs> <laughs> who was the love interest or Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Um, no relation to Pepper Potts. Sigourney Weaver, though, she's aged beautifully. Oh, fantastic. And was never afraid to get naked in a movie, either. I mean... She's a hero. Yeah, exactly. They ruined her character from Aliens and Alien 4. But anyway. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. But I am worried that it is... It is kind of cash-grabby. I do... I love... Here's the thing. The people they cast for this movie... I love all of them. They are absolutely hilarious. I I think they picked good people. They really did. I don't know the black lady. She's from know. SNL. I forget what her uh, name is. Like currently? Uh, yeah. That's yeah. why I don't know. Leslie her. Jones, is that her name? Yes. Jordan says yes. Yes. Give yes. Jordan. You know, yeah. Okay. I haven't watched SNL in years. <laughs> He's nodding. Say yes, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> he he almost did. He didn't want but, to. But yeah, I think it's it's cast brilliantly and I have I I know it's I know I'm gonna laugh as I I laughed as I watched the trailer. I kinda fell in love with Kate McKinnon when I watched her in that trailer. Like she seems really funny. I'm really yeah. excited. Like the bit with uh, when they're they're panning across the little heads, like the mannequin heads, She's got and the then hat. and then she she freaks out. Um, wow, what's her fucking Kristen Wiig? Yeah, Kristen Wiig. That's funny. Was the hat was the hat too much? Like she just seems. I don't know what who her. I, yeah, who she's Kate supposed Ma- to be? Oh, in she's the Egon. Egon. Okay. Yeah, she's got to be Egon. And the thing with Kate McKinnon is she can be funny. I mean, like Kristen Wiig is always Kristen Wiig funny or just like one of her way out characters. Mm-hmm. Kate McKinnon can be funny a multitude of ways. Mm. Like she's all she's got so many different kinds of ways of being funny. She's and from then, SNL too, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen her in a lot of stuff really yet. Oh, she was she was running SNL after Kristen Wiig left. To me, she was the best performer on there That's easily. Nice. Oh, she did the one where the, where Ryan Gosling, Gosling was laughing the alien abduction sketch. I saw that one. I never saw that one. Okay. Yeah. The one Louis C.K. hosted. Yeah. She. she ran that one and okay. uh Mel- melissa mccarthy who i followed her career inadvertently for years really because she gilmore be, girls yeah she oh. <laughs> he's a gilmore girls fan i know i, I told my girlfriend about that she's very she can be funny when she's extremely sweet she can be funny when she's extremely crass yeah and she's capable of being very convincingly crass she can be funny when she's extremely naive the movie spy was brilliant okay i need to so, see that still oh dude see it yeah because they made it, they made an action movie that is funny as opposed to a comedy where there's action and pieces. like get smart i think get smart was an action movie that was funny i like that movie a lot i think it's a lot of people didn't but i thought it was pretty great and then you would, then you would like Spy. Yeah, and Jason Statham is hilarious. One one of my favorite things in Get Smart, as a quick aside, is when Steve Mar- or Steve Carell has the the phone and he's like, "You've underestimated the element of surprise," and he throws the phone, but it just yanks back because it's on the cord. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a dumb. It's so good. I love it. So okay. they got they got really good comedians. Yeah, uh, which is great. I'm a little bit disappointed. I heard that all the original cast or most of them, like not Rick Moranis, he doesn't want to do it, but a lot of them. 
are in the movie but not as themselves. Like they're gonna be cameos, but it's not like Bill Murray's in it, but he's not. He's not Vankman. Yeah, and I'm like, why would you do? Why wouldn't you just it's have a stunt? Them be? It's a true stunt. I mean, that's so that's lame. Because it's a, they're, I, it's like they're legitimately doing. Uh, is it meant to be a sequel or is it meant to be like this is an alternate? I think it's a reboot. It's a proper. But I think reboot. it. I but think I that stuff still happened because they introduced in the trailer that 30 years ago. Yeah, there was no. It, it's in the same universe. Is it in the same? universe? Yeah, which is why it's so upsetting when they do like let's have a corny cameo, but not have them be themselves. That is weird. Yeah. Because well, I think part of that is as as far as a stunt goes, then well, that lends to it. But also, it's a stunt. I feel like in the right direction because it's like you don't want this movie to be good. Because it's st- it's it's legitimately standing on the shoulders of I want to see this movie because I want to see Peter Venkman talk to Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, as I want to see, but I kind of want to see that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you want to see it, but it's like I would rather see these characters do something on their own in what is arguably kind of a an out. It wasn't like this was cinematic brilliance when it first came out. Like this was a kind of a really goofy sort of a let's get high and watch this movie. I like that, like, that was, it's a really original concept. Like, there's not a lot of, like, you know, you you look at, like, oh, that movie's a Western, this movie, but that, Ghostbusters is, like. It's a sci-fi, end-of-the-world comedy. Yeah, but also, like, about ghosts, and they're fighting ghosts with, like, proton packs and, like, weird zappy guns and, like, traps. It's weird. There's a comic series that I I look at online called uh, Saturday Morning Breakfast Serial. Mm Mm-hmm. And they did. They had this one thing where they were like the most American movie in the world. Hmm. Like the world, the movie that captures what America is best is Ghostbusters, hmm. because what Ghostbusters is about is they find actual definitive evidence that there is life after death, and their first instinct is to cash in. Yeah, <laughs> their first instinct is to make a That's like. It's funny. A, I mean, it's about the the end of the world comedy element, but it's it's really a movie about like starting a small business. Like that's really that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, that's like the montage is that they build up. They get that. Is there a montage? There's, there's a montage. montage. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple build. montages. I haven't the seen it for a while. Yeah, it's an '80s movie. It had a montage. Yeah. I mean, that's just a given. Uh-huh. I think Amadeus had a montage. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna learn to play piano. My, my roommate was watching that when it came out on Netflix because they put it on there like a month ago or yeah. two months ago. And I remember it came out and I saw it and then I, I have, still haven't seen it ever. It's my favorite movie of all time. Wow, I it's need to watch it. I guess it's amazing. But I, I remember, like, I saw that, and then, like, three days later, one day I came home, and I just heard, like, like classical music blasting in his room. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's probably watching, because it was, like, dialogue in between. I was like, oh, he's probably watching Amadeus. <laughs> Turns and out he was just playing piano and talking to himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, Zach, I didn't know you had so many voices in your head. <laughs> I think the uh, most American, quintessentially American movie yeah. is, is Boogie Nights. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why Boogie Nights? It's about excess. Yeah. It's, okay. It just delves into excess and the trappings of it. Well, Goodfellas um, is also another one like that. Oh, kinda. yeah, very That's much so. <laughs> I love the end when he's just he's super cracked, coked out of oh, his just mind. Coked out of he's his like, is this helicopter? And he's like just staring like through under the car. Like, Go out, use the payphone, then come back in. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. That's a good-ass movie, too. So, yay or nay on, are you going to see Ghostbusters in the theater? Uh, I'm going to say, fuck yeah. It looks really fun. I'm excited I, about it, even though I'm not a huge, like, it's not my, like, my things are, like, Star Wars and Game of Thrones, but yeah. this is, like, I'm into it. I mean, I don't care, like, however it ends up, I'm not going to be upset if it's bad, except that I spent time on it, but it looks really fun, and I think, 
like it looks like they're in, on the right track to be funny. Yeah, I just because it's a big movie doesn't mean it can't have good real laughs. Like we just haven't had a good comedy for a while, so we kind of forgot that that's possible. I you feel know, like Twenty Two Jump Street was the last good one. Sorry, I feel like in the in the in, with this with this movie, it's going to be <laughs> like they're going to just do the first movie again. Yeah, but unlike Star Wars, they're going to get dinged for it. Yeah, like they're, that's what people are going to be really. They just did the first Ghostbusters movie again. Star Wars kind of got that chance to do it and then go like and then everyone's like, oh, OK. And then, yeah, there's going to be this movie that now it's going to be like a problem. Like they kind of got the free pass that yeah. Hollywood get, you know, or well, it had to with Star Wars because this didn't have something that f- completely fucked it up. 10, 15 years yeah. in between. It didn't have something that made everybody go, what? why is that such a it big deal? It just had deal? a sequel that some people don't like, right? Yeah, that's it. It yeah. was just a silly sequel. It didn't have something that, that, I mean, actually was shit under the same name. That's true. Yeah. So Star Wars being, like, I, I will always, I tell everybody to watch that um, red letter media takedown of Star Wars. That guy breaks down why... The Phantom Menace is the worst fucking movie and why it probably got there. And his opening thing is about how he compares it to the first Star Wars where he's like, look at this first image. You're on a uh, you have little tiny spaceship, then big death destroyer, star destroyer coming right behind it. It tells you everything you need to know about the thing. Tiny rebel fleet, huge Mm, impending doom. Compare that to the opening of Phantom Menace. Two guys trying to fly into a trade delegation, and it's ten minutes of them trying to get into this thing. It tells they you really nothing. want that mating. That's you, really true. You have no idea, and then you watch the new Star Wars. How does it start? Exact same way as exact like, same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen that red letter media thing, watch it. It's amazing. Okay. I remember reading something like if you really wanted to integrate the prequels and actually have a good experience, then the order that you watch them in is really important. So I've it heard has about to this. be. It's the hatchet method. So yeah. you watch four and oh my god, you watch how long is it? You watch four and five, and then you watch two and three, and you don't watch one at all. Right. And I actually then you hate watch two six. the most. Really? Because it's the first one with Hayden Christensen. Although it has, <laughs> it gave me my best stand-up joke about Star Wars. <laughs> so I do like it for that. You honor it. But well, and I do, and I, I don't know. People are divided on this, but I do like that we got to see Yoda because. When you see him and you're like, he's a Jedi Master, you're like, you do want to know what he looks like when he's kill- kicking but that's, ass. But, the, but that, and I've said it before, like, that yeah. scene legitimately ruins why Yoda was an important character. Because what made Yoda impressive was he was the most powerful warrior in the galaxy. That's how it's set up in Empire. He is the most powerful warrior in the galaxy, and he's this little old man who doesn't use his power to fight. Yeah. That's what made it impressive. Actually, seeing him fight kind of cheapens that, because uh, it, it, it makes it me. it I makes it that. like because it wasn't like they didn't need to do that. There was no reason for them to do that. They did they it because they, they we have CG now. Well, and they they thought like, well, we got to see what Yoda in action because this is like not his prime, but it's like the Jedi are sort of. A, but but the thing is, like, we don't need to see that. They had it in because we no. have CG and it, it just, would make people go, oh, cool. shit, finally, yeah. like that. It that was kind of shock, kind of like yeah. the spectacle. I remember it. being like 14 or 15 or whatever, and then he comes out and he pulls the lightsaber out and you're just like, oh, shit, it's <laughs> on. Yeah. I mean, it was a great moment, and I still, I could, if I ever watch that movie, it's like I just fast forward to those scenes <laughs> and I watch them, and I'm like, that was fun. It's a cool moment. I wouldn't call it a great moment. It was cool. It wasn't great. Did I say great? Does you it did. matter that it I said really that? It really does. It was cool. It wasn't great. It wasn't okay. impressive. 
I'm I, usually the one who's like, you said that wrong. I know. <laughs> I feel strongly about this. No, I understand. But I saw Phantom Menace in theaters. My girlfriend fell asleep during it. <laughs> yeah, I have a similar story. It yeah. was garbage. I, and it was like really afterwards, everybody was kind of like, was that good? Were, are we, were we, <laughs> do we like this? Yeah, and then I saw like, 45 minutes of the second one and I've that's I gave up on Did you walk the out in the theater? I didn't got no fuck I didn't go back to the theater to see it. I just oh, watched wow. on cable one day and it was just like ugh. See, I I was 12 when the first one came out, so I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, and like then I had, racing. Yeah, I liked all of it and then I had to realize slowly over time like I had friends who were like, "Dude, it was bad." And I was like, "No, it's not that bad." <laughs> and then eventually I was kind of like, "Yeah, it is." Yeah. Cuz it's it's one of those things where it's like if you say like I, I would say I liked it, but then I'm like I have no inclination to want to watch it again. Yeah, exactly. Like I would watch, I'll watch the like, A New Hope, like whenever yeah. I like if it's on, I'll watch it. I'll stop. What Empire I'm doing Return. Is, yeah, yeah, Empire yeah. Empire's on. That becomes my day. If I find yep. out that Empire is on, I have to watch it. Even though you own it, you could put it in. Yeah, I have it on like Blu-ray. But if it's on TV, like yeah. with commercials, for some reason that's in, that enriches. It's it weird me. how that that works with a lot of movies. Yeah. Like, for a lot of people, yeah. But with the the prequels, it's like I really don't have any inclination to want to watch them. Yeah, like at no. all. No, I agree. Yeah. I I and I I feel like I've I don't know if you someone was like disagreeing with me, but I know I feel like I know this is gonna happen, and I can't wait for it to happen. Uh, like once they do this new trilogy and then some of the spinoffs, they're going to fucking reboot the prequels. And I can't wait for that because here's the thing, like they can reference the prequels. They can keep the Clone Wars cartoon show Rebels, which is amazing. If you haven't seen Rebels, the cartoon show, it's so good. It's so good. Like visuals are amazing. The stories are good. Especially, I mean, it's a kid's show, so it has that. But it's still like Jordan shaking his head. You don't like it? I just Is that the one? Where the okay, you haven't seen it. With, with <laughs> what's his face, Anakin has a Padawan. That's Clone Wars. Oh, okay. And that show starts off shitty and gets better, and then at the end, it's actually pretty good. But Rebels is it's set between Re- Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, and it's like the beginning of the Rebel Alliance. There's oh, like yeah, yeah, I haven't seen there's that. a yeah, guy who was a Padawan in the Clone Wars. His master got killed, and he's a, a hidden Jedi, and he finds this kid that's like Force sensitive. And then there's like, you know, this is a cast of characters like an astromech droid who's like a little gruff kind of like jerk. Yeah. And then Jordan's like, no, I don't want any part of this. <laughs> it's cool, though, because the visuals are like they went I'll back to oh all yeah. the unused Ralph McQuarrie drawings and stuff. And they put those in the stu- in the thing and like the ships look legit. It feels so Star Warsy, And for like, you know, when when there's not a movie going on, the show's going on. You have like 20 episodes like I know they're still in the second season right now. And it's great, and they 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 had like Lando on, and they used Billy D. Williams' voice. They had Princess Leia. It wasn't Carrie Fisher because she doesn't sound right anymore. Right. They had Darth Vader on, and it was James Earl Jones, and it was so fucking cool. And if you watch Clone Wars and you watch all that stuff, it's hard to get through some of it. But once you get through it, you like you actually like Ahsoka Tano. She's a really cool character. She shows up in Rebels, all grown up with these like two white lightsabers. She's like agnostic from the side. She's just like, I'm just a Jedi. I use the force. I'm not light or dark. I'm just here. Yeah. And she starts to like, I mean, I, they haven't had a, I I don't think they've had a showdown where the two of them fought yet. In the preview, they showed like, there's a part where she's going to fight. Yeah. And she's going to find out that that's her. Cause she doesn't know that Anakin turned into Darth Vader. She probably just thinks he died. Cause you know, 
you forget that like in their universe they don't have the internet to just like find out everything. I mean they <laughs> <laughs> they do though. I mean if you they don't if you have a in planet Star Wars that's all they city. do. It's called the Holonet. Yeah, but is that from the expanded universe? Mm, debatable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying my point because like the way that the Force Awakens is set up, a lot of it is like. Why is this a thing? It's like, oh, because the Empire like like denied communications or erased stuff, like the maps, which is lame. I agree. Like, I don't think the whole R2 having the map and is, oh, I forgot it was in my brain or whatever. That was dumb. But still, I mean, there's that, you know, if you read that book Jordan was reading over here, the Illustrated Guide and other oh, wow. stuff. They have, like, they explain, like, oh, the Empire, you know, did work to kind of make, like a dark age situation for some people. Like they, they destroyed things. They deleted files of maps. And that's why like the star, yeah. the galaxy, you'd think that everyone knows where everything is in the galaxy. They don't. Anyways, we got on I a mean, real I, tangent from, I, mean, I know how fascism works. I get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, my point is watch rebels. It's really, really good. No one listens to me about it and they don't even watch it. So they don't know. Well, they don't, just go, you're I dumb. I just don't know how. All right. Well, yeah, you have to have like a password on Disney XD for Luke. Honestly, you're dealing with a generation who's been fucking burned by the the franchise. You know what I mean? Did so you watch like Force Awakens though? I loved Force Awakens. Okay. It was, I oh my god, I it's I very had a much moment. like that, in okay. my opinion. It 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 the music cues are great. The shots, like the way they shoot the spaceship battles, are like a New Hope. Like there's, I mean, sometimes they kind of ape it a little bit. They do like a turret, you know, turn, and it's like that's from when the Tie Fighters attack, but. Mm -hmm. It just it it evokes all those feelings when I watch it. Like it's got the fun, it's got inventive action sequences. Like it's great. What was Jordan gonna say? Nothing. He was just like, "Oh, we've been through all this." Okay. The the one thing that I will knock uh, Force Awakens. I, I I'm totally fine with J.J. Abrams rebooting it, but changing enough of it to make it its own thing. Mm -hmm. The one thing I will knock is the ending. You now have a uh, cliffhanger. If, if you're gonna no 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 if you're gonna say that there's like four worthwhile watchable Star Wars movies the four five six and then seven right mm -hmm. if if you say that yeah hopefully eight hopefully three wrote, of yeah. those end with the Death Star getting blown up like yeah. that's the that's the pivotal final big moment of three of those movies you've you've I mean you've gone to the fucking well you know what I mean no, you've got to come yeah. up with they a need to never ever do a Death Star thing ever you again you can't and and it's such a huge thing like I loved the Death Star in this one because it actually had topiaries it wasn't just all this big ball of steel there it was a cool design it, it should have been it should have been the re return, return of the Jedi one like that's the iteration right even though it looked really badass when it was half built that's like oh they do a bigger better one next I time. I mean I've I mean I've said it before and I'll say it again. Yeah. There's that one part where they compare the Death Star to like the Star Killer and I'm mm -hmm. like that is the metaphor of this movie. It's the first movie. Bigger. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's that's the whole is. film. Did yeah. you talk you guys talked about this? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. But no, it's, it's okay. Right. No, it's okay. It's okay. But yeah, that is that was kind of like we did another Jordan another Death video. Star. Bigger. Yeah. That's the yeah. third movie. <laughs> There's actually, Jordan did a really funny review of it. Which you guys I, should watch. Yeah, go to youtube.com slash epic tiki comedy. It's uh, one of the first videos there, and it's Jordan just, like, hilariously recounting the movie. And then I put in little, like, graphics. I'll show you after <laughs> this if you but, want. But here's a... I want to see it. Back to Ghostbusters, which is what we were originally talking about. Yeah, that's right. The, re <laughs> yeah. the real trilogy. The other reboot. Um, <laughs> now it's a trilogy, sort of. Well, I mean the the game is the third part of the the original story. Oh, okay, but can you uh, still play that? Yeah, it's on Xbox. Okay, but it's basically like it's gonna do it, it's gonna be a legitimate like Paul Feig is gonna have taken the original Ghostbusters script and kind of revved it up to like a modern 
like a postmodern comedy sensibility where, you know, it's going to have some crassness to it. It's going to have some, you know, seemingly improv moments. Um, they're probably going to shoehorn in a romance story because that seems to be what happens. Unless they want it to pass the Bechdel test. But there's going to be, they're going to have like, you know, they're going to have a scaled up Stay Puffed Marshmallow monster i'm almost certain yeah they're gonna do they're gonna do all the things of the first film and it's not like they're not gonna get forgiven for it because ghostbusters doesn't really have that same kind of cultural relevance and ghostbusters also doesn't have the burden of having shitty prequels like there was nothing like ghostbusters honestly constant slope just straight up Mm -hmm. so wait so you like the second one more than the first one yeah I need to watch it. Second one was actually a really good movie. I really? heard it was really yeah. bad. No, no, no. I've good heard movie. it's crap. Good movie. Every time I've heard anything about it, people don't like it. It's to me, it's nothing special. You think? Yeah. Okay. I thought the gimmick at the end was fun. But okay. Here's an asterisk to what he said, and I'm not trying to shit on you. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing: on a previous podcast, JoJo told everyone that he likes the Hobbit movies more than the Lord of the Rings movies. I uh, do. I do. And that's fine. But just take that and then <laughs> evaluate what he just said. They were better films to me. <laughs> I love I love them both. Really? Okay. Yeah. I I just can't I like stand all the digital like the extra digital shit like the color grading that's even more insane and the unnecessary CGI or like, we got we got into it. We he's, got up, into he's it. upset about stuff that I don't even notice. I'll say Lord of the Rings trilogy is better than the Hobbit trilogy, but. I don't hate either, or I don't just okay. like. I mean, I mean, the Hobbit, like for being prequels, like if you want to compare them to Star Wars prequels, they're amazing. They're they're great movies. The problem is for me, it's hard to live up to Lord of the Rings. Like to me, those are like that's like a perfect trilogy. But that's in my opinion too. Sure. I'm not saying like that's the most popular opinion, although I think it is. But whatever. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> we don't need to get into that because we've already done it. Listen to was it Nick Larson's episode? Yes. Nick Larson, Kyrie Shabazz. Yeah, it was like episode four. Yeah. Four. But but yeah, Ghostbusters is gonna. It's gonna. I, it's, I think it's, it's gonna, gonna be commercially be c- successful. Yeah, it's I definitely. See it and the it won't matter. You theaters? Nope. Uh, what if you hear? It's one I can skip. What if you hear it's amazing though? All your friends are like, "Dude, go see it!" I like it's ha- got a hundred percent Rotten Tomatoes. I have to see if it's a movie. I'm well. It depends on what they're going on about. A, a movie has to be Star Wars, uh, Avatar, Lord of the Rings. It has to be a spectacle. For when me. you say Avatar, something that do you mean? Wait, look, do you mean Last Airbender? No, fuck no. Okay. Although I did see that in movies in the theaters on a first date, <laughs> which is a great story because she picked it and I was like, I heard it's pretty bad. I really want to see it, though. I really like the cartoon. The cartoon is I really good. Heard, I know. I know. And uh, so but is Legend I of heard Korra. it's pretty bad. Uh, but really, I just want to, And she wasn't taking no for an answer. Uh, I was like, all right. It's first date. I got to do what you want to do. Yeah. And as soon as we got out, oh, that was awful. <laughs> but then you guys get to go get, like, ice cream and then shit on it. And that's fun. Yeah. I can't believe how bad. I can't believe it's so sad because that's such a good property that could have been done so well. Yeah. Like, it's such an original, weird thing. It's like this. Weird world that doesn't exist anywhere. That is an awful fucking movie. Oh my god, yeah. And the visuals weren't even bad. It was just like you based it on a kid who can't act, and (laughs) one guy. Well, he was a martial artist. The one guy's overacting. uh, The guy from who was good in Slumdog Millionaire, but he was just awful in this movie. It's it's M Night Shyamalan's fault. Yeah, he He just wrote it and directed it. He didn't really know how to make a movie to begin with. You don't think so? No. I like Sixth Sense. I like Signs. I wish we could capture Jordan's like uh, gestures as audio. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's just like <laughs> <laughs> M Night M Night Shyamalan's films. Oh, Unbreakable! Are just I like, thought was 
I've still never seen that one. Unbreakable was like the only one where I was like, okay, this is neat. Yeah. But that's pretty much it. I remember one time in like, I want to say it was after Science had come out, but before whatever his next movie was. The Village, which was a huge letdown for me. There was was, this, they had this thing on the sci-fi channel that kind of, it was like a, it was a mockumentary. Yeah. But it posited that M. Night Shyamalan died when he was a kid. (laughs) So he sees into another dimension and I'm serious. This is mm-hmm. a thing that I watched, and it was like, it was like they they filmed it such that the documentarian was all getting attacked by crows. Yeah, there's all these crows that were after him because that was what the spirit was that possessed M Night Shyamalan, and it was such bullshit. Yeah. like hype for a movie that was didn't t- turned out not to be good. Yeah, Avatar. Uh, or yes. Lady in the Water. Stuart yeah. Little. <laughs> M Night Shyamalan. That's just... the twist. <laughs> but so so you're you're. So oh, you said spectacle. I need it to be something that's impresses that okay, here's my thing. Movie the- we go to movie theaters, we see movies on big screens because mm-hmm. that was the technology over a hundred years ago. Was you could we didn't have TVs. They projected yeah. it onto a big wall. So it needs to be something that, that's worth filling that the screen. The whole reason we still do that yeah. is just because it's immense. It's huge. It's wonderful. It's something you're not gonna experience. I would watch every movie on this if it was just a regular just movie. My yeah, I was I was thinking about that the other day. Like yeah. we go to theaters and the seats that we want to sit in are the ones where perspective wise it's as big as our TV at home. Yeah. Like that's what we actually want is that experience, but we want to be surrounded by a bunch of other people. Because the best, I the most know. coveted seats in a movie theater are the ones that are like halfway up in the middle tier. No, because I, perspective wise, shut up, Luke. Because perspective wise, <laughs> it's the same. You'd be a as really when you're great home. Donald Trump imp- impersonator. <laughs> so no, what I was, yeah, no. So the whole reason, and now that movie tickets are so fucking much, and I yeah. have kids, so yeah, if yeah, I'm yeah. taking everybody, it's got to it. be worth a goddamn. That's true. If it's something that's not going to impress me. On on a regular screen, or I mean, if something's only gonna, uh, I'm, I'm saying it wrong, but that's that spectacle to it. Yeah, you're not gonna watch. You don't need to see her on the big screen. No, no, you definitely yeah. don't. No, you don't. Point. <laughs> Avatar. On you don't. You TV. don't need to see Gone Girl because that's basically a like a, a Hallmark movie, but like not shitty. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, you're you're like you want to see like <laughs> Star Trek on the big screen, Transformers, even though it's, those movies are bad, but. Maybe but with so their yeah. writer's room, it'll or be good next time. I don't I know. I keep saying Avatar because that's really a terrible script, but amazing yeah. visuals and yeah. to be surrounded by. You want to see all the plants and glow-in-the-dark hair sex on screen. Yeah. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> you got you to go see Star Wars in the theater. Cause it you was need, amazing. You oh, need, my God. That was like one of the best feelings I've had. Yeah, you, and that's why you go. You need to be yeah. in – you need to feel that like that, that, as Jordan has called it in his wonderful review, which you guys should check out, uh, that religious experience, that very churchy feeling. Absolutely. Yeah. We're surround we're all surrounded by people who kind of really believe the same thing. I was at the yeah. IMAX watching it in three D and the scene where you first meet Ray and she's hanging in the middle of that crash. God, you don't even so know good. what it is. It, the depth of it, the size of it, it was just like I had a grin ear to ear. It took me back to when I saw Jurassic Park in theaters. Oh, yeah. When they first see the dinosaurs. Uh, I couldn't help but smile. I, I said this before, but the first forty or fifty minutes of when I saw The Force Awakens for the first time, I didn't even. I was like, "Is this real life?" Like, I was, <laughs> I was sitting next to Emma Haney and my friend Sheldon Olding, and I just kept looking at both of them. Like, can you believe? Can you believe this is real? We're seeing a star. Like, uh, uh, like I was losing it, and then eventually I started being like, "Okay, it's a film." And then they started it started going to A New Hope, and then I got like. I was aware we were watching a movie again, but I still loved it. But I was still yeah. like, "Why yeah. are they doing a trench run? Yeah, Why?" Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. But I, I'm just hoping the next movie is just completely different. They go to all kinds of new worlds and they just, yeah. they, the story changes and I don't know. Fingers crossed. The, the yeah. other thing that uh, it, fucking went back to Star Wars, but <laughs> The Force Awakens, <laughs> like his mask is dented. There's, there's, Signs of old battles or something like that on on his mask, right? Yeah, a, Kylo Ren. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Kylo Ren. That's like the original New Hope. Things were dirty, things were dusty. Like yeah. they had to clean out their shit in the in the prequels. Everything was CGI. I mean, everything was CGI. So it was yeah. a polished turd. I mean, there was not a dent or mm-hmm. ding or anything because it wasn't real. Yeah, no. From the beginning, like when as soon as Kathleen Kennedy was like, "I'm the new like was the new president of Lucasfilm," even then they were like. We're gonna do it right. We're gonna go back to film. Yep. Practical as much as possible. Dirty. Yeah. It's gonna feel real, lived in. You know, it's about the characters and the vibe. Like yeah. when you when you like for me, the biggest the best parts of that movie are just when like the camaraderie. Like when you see Finn and Poe and they're making it happen and they're just excited, like they're playing a video game, like yeah. they're just they're broing out and then when they meet each other later and you Poe's not dead which you knew he wasn't going to be. Yeah. But just like that bro hug is just so like, yeah. And you, <laughs> you get like the, the shouts and the X-wings and like the wahoo. Like that is what was missing. Yeah. There's no joy, no mirth in the prequels. Like there's no fun. There's like wry bullshit like lines. Like remember that we fell out that nest of Gondocks? That was great. <laughs> oh, can we see it? <laughs> can we see that? Well, I'm I mean, going to fucking say a word. <laughs> Fuck you, Put George yourself Lucas. in their, in their situation. Sorry. All you're doing is sitting in... Well, there's a green box there. There's a green wall there. There's yeah. two green things you're supposed to duck. How the fuck do you react to any of that? Well, here's the, You can do it's that, but you green. have to have the right director who's like gonna make... Because I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy had to have a lot of that too. Mm-hmm. And they made a brilliant film. And it's just... It's all about like... you have, When you have George Lucas sitting there going like, So there's gonna be some aliens over there and just... There's an explosion. Action. And like, nobody's checking them on it. You know, and and J.J. Abrams is probably in there like, all right, so it's going to be an X-Wing, and it's going to, like, fucking, and he's, you know, like, <laughs> you know that he was in there just, like, nerding out, being like, this is going to be the, the money shot in the movie. It's going to be so great. You need to do this. You know, like, he's he's an actor's director. I don't know. There's a couple points where that fails in the new movie. I mean, it, it's, it's, it is just nitpicking. I'm not saying it's perfect. It's just nitpicking, but. Yeah. You know, like, there's a point where a guy gets shot down, or. Who is it gets shot down, and then the other fat guy in the X-Wing is like, watch out for ground fire. Snap Wexley. <laughs> but he says it with the most, like, just, like, blasé deadpan. Yeah. Like, yeah, one of your comrades well, just got that's what shot happens. down. <laughs> that's what happens when, you're, when your kindergarten friend is, like, is a movie director, and you're Greg Grunberg, and you're just like, can I be in that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, you're my best friend. And then he just doesn't yeah. try. <laughs> I, d- I don't even dislike Greg Grunberg, but yeah, that was weird. You're right. Yeah, that, well, that last part actually, of the movie is, yeah. No, so there's a lot to nitpick. Actually, check out my blog, Nitpicks, about Star Wars The Force Awakens with Jordan <laughs> Gannon. <laughs> 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 nitpicks and chill? You got a nitpick? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that might be the name of it, the episode. Have we uh, have we covered enough about Ghostbusters yeah. by talking about Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, I think we did. Because really, I wanted to talk about Ghostbusters. Sorry, dude. There no, is so much love for... Th- I mean, I haven't read Facebook uh, much, but I saw the trailer went up, and then I just scanned my Facebook. Nonstop love for this Facebook. I've seen people shitting on it. Yeah, but been, to yeah. me, it just seems like a very cold, calculated, cynical kind of money grab has been said. Yeah. When you have a property honest, like right? that, like Sony owns the rights, so like they've they got to do something with it eventually. It's like you can't just... That's a big deal to like keep it in your vault and just not use it. I'm not saying it's a good, but it's like they, you know. No, I mean, yeah. 
all more power to them. And I, we all have said, you know, they're gonna if they've cast the right people. It's gonna be the right level. Yeah. Of funny. All we can hope, yeah, is that they make a a fun movie that's good, and hopefully it's not too, you know. I saw more talk about the black character, and to to a movie that's already rebooted that people were raising shit about women being cast in these characters. And then I mean, maybe that's just Facebook. That's what Facebook is. Who who knows? But I'm just, let's just watch the fucking movie, you know, yeah. before you. Yeah, the, the it's just editing, fun to talk the about. But yeah, could be whatever. Yeah, yeah. But the movie's not even the movie's not even cut. Yeah. Fully, fully oh, together. it's not. I mean, when does it come out? Well, they never finish this early. I mean, they do probably sometimes, but I'm sure they're not done. Yeah. I mean, it's probably rough cut right now. I don't yeah, know. it comes out like June or July probably. Oh, it's yeah. so it's a summer blockbuster. Yeah. Okay, so if the last thirty minutes are big fucking ghost fight into the world shit i'll be there to watch it because yeah. it's a big thing you, you know? i mean you saw there was a shot in like Times square or some equally popular new york street and there's a bunch of ghosts walking around you know oh yeah like it looks yeah, the like tall Mardi guy the Mardi yeah. Gras. yeah i mean it's gonna have great visuals and it's the cg works for that because it's ghosts yeah. you know like although i like the the first ghost just because it did look like like a real woman that they filmed and probably did shit too yeah yeah, yeah. like i always prefer that they just have practical ghosts where they just kill people and have them be ghosts. I mean, I <laughs> asking the question, like, why, or as a viewing public, we, we're, we like, happy that we see, we recognize something that we feel nostalgic for, right? I mean, like, that's mm-hmm. just a big part of it. But, I mean, we don't feel a collective need for it or want it or... I think Even I think for fans of it, like I think for fans, there's that. Why does fandom necessarily equal like, hey, give me the same thing again? Like, well, I think I think the is problem that just is too obvious. I'm trying I'm trying to like ask a very simple question, but it's like not. I, I think I know. I think the problem is that people want dumb. they want more of that that franchise. They want those characters and that feel, but then the studio takes that and to be safe because they're a studio and they need to make sure it makes money. They repeat like, you know, you write a script and you're like, this is great. And you give it to them and they give you all these shitty notes back like, oh, can it be more like the first one? Can we have uh, four white characters, three white characters and a black character like the first one? You know, like maybe they had better plans for it and then they had to change it. And it's like to get the one done, you have to like I'm assuming even with Star Wars, like the next one, I'm hoping it's not a, a retread of Empire, but you never know. But hopefully like, OK, we got him back. Now we can do something different. And hopefully with Ghostbusters, we don't even know if it's going to copy. We just are assuming. That trailer doesn't tell you. Yeah. There's stuff in it that's similar, but it could go like on some weird turn yeah. in the middle of the film. We don't know it yet. It could. But I you're right. Or sorry. Jordan, I think it's it, – it, my view is like these are our modern fairy tales. Like yeah. you see Grimm's fairy tales. You see uh, – say A Christmas Carol. That was a book, and, and that fucking story of the three ghosts, Christmas past, Scrooge has been – done in so many different milieus this Muppets have done a version there's been a Bill Murray comedy version right they do musical versions so it's just taken the movies are now like what books used to be or or spoken word tales used to be plays yeah Yeah, I feel like they're closer to plays and now you revisit these characters I'm I'm just saying that that there's more options for art now and that this is just yet another one that introduces us to characters we can revisit so it'd be like go ahead it would be like for the same reason, like if you see one, if you go see a, a viewing of like Fiddler on the Roof in 85, you'll see it again in 2015. And it would be a different experience. Yeah. It's a little it's, bit different, though. The same story. Yeah. But but with movies, it's like we'll recast it and change some stuff. 
Whereas with a play, like they might change the special effects or the costumes or the setting. No, they change stuff in plays. Do they? Like, yeah, they, they do. rewrite them? They do. My okay. One of my Not always. Ridiculous, uh, very short stories about the producers. The musical is when Tony Danza was cast as, uh, <laughs> and and he replaced Nathan Lane. Is that his name? Tony Danza. Yeah, and so there was a line about how fat Nathan Lane's character was, so they had to rewrite it as, "You formerly fat guy." Uh. <laughs> 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 and I'm like, how is that an insult? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Congratulations, <laughs> you formerly fat just, fuck. Wait, it just makes it silly. I don't Tony know. It's not a good, but yeah. Yeah, that was like when they were like, well, we got, we need to shut this production down. Let's. <laughs> Do you know Tony Danza has had seven TV shows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's troubling. I mean. You know Kim Kardashian has a TV oh show? Oh, Jesus Christ. Tony Danza taught my kids in the inner city. Really? Wait, you don't have kids. <laughs> you had me but going. He, no, he, he, <laughs> he did, did have a show about him teaching kids <laughs> in the inner city. I've never seen a Tony Danza show. Taxi? That was the nope. best one. Who's the boss? Is Taxi like on Netflix or something somewhere? Because uh, I, I, I don't, don't know, know how to watch it even. I don't know. Probably get it on YouTube or something. Yeah. Taxi was actually a good fucking show. Well, he, okay. Yeah, I've heard that. But okay, so this is, I don't know, to hopefully wrap up <laughs> this. <laughs> uh, Marathon. I think the, the problem is like. I don't like I want Star Wars movies forever, but what they need to do is be not afraid to try new things, to have new settings and new stories to tell. Like it doesn't need to be a galactic threat every time. Like you can do a movie where this character's on their personal journey to find something and they're just going through the world. Like why do they have to have an ultimate weapon that's going to blow up everything? Like don't do that, you know. I was hoping this movie would have like a like a starship battle, and it was just like two fleets like fighting. That would be, be great. You don't need to have a laser death weapon. That's stupid. And that's what like with Ghostbusters, it's like I kind of am sad that it's set in New York again. Like why? It's like that's the thing that the studio probably w- and maybe the filmmakers were like, well, we have to have the touchstones. Like no, why can't it be like the New Orleans branch? You have a lot of really fucking cool ghosts in New Orleans. Why is it not that? So it's like, like a Dick Wolf. Uh, <laughs> <does> Ghostbusters. <laughs> I'm too stupid to know that reference. Oh, my God. Law and Order. That would be great. I hate Law and Order so much. So they put them in different cities and shit. Yeah. But, no, I'm just saying, it's like, you know, they could have done that, and they could have had, like, really interesting different characters, and they just didn't do that. They could have introduced, like, one of them's a vampire. I don't know. Like, that's kind of dumb. They can't do it with the first one. That's Yeah, I think you're dealing with some of that. You're trying to get a whole generation back on. Mm Mm-hmm. And Ryan Johnson is the next one? Yeah. yeah Which is so very exciting. So it might if you've be seen a his movies, toned down one. Yeah, Brick. I love Brick. Well, and I like Looper a lot, too. I haven't seen it. The Brothers Bloom is kind of weird. I, I need to rewatch yeah, that because I, I watched it and I was like, what is even going on? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so long and weird and <laughs> I don't know if anyone – yeah. But, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Me too. See what happens. Okay. So that was fun. Okay. We covered? Yeah. Good. I think we got it. If we have more thoughts – We'll talk about it next time, and then we'll have Corky text Twitter me. Fantastic. <laughs> That's how we've been talking. <laughs> we just talk on Twitter. All right, so speaking of Twitter, look at that. Segway. Plugs. Corky, where do we find you on the Internet? Find me at Corky Knievel 
on Twitter. How do you spell that for people? C O R K Y K N E I V E L. I was going to say I. Yeah, it's different. Good thing you said that. I'm very funny, so you will like it. And find the Potato Bureau on SoundCloud and iTunes. If you love music and you love comedy and you love the Improv for Humans music episodes, which I ripped off the format from, you'll like my show. That's great. I've listened to about five episodes now, I nice. think, so they're good. Write a review. Yeah. That's the lifeblood of podcasts. Give it write five a stars. View, write a review Give us for five this stars, one. Too. Yes. <laughs> That's how podcasts work. Yep. JoJo. Find me on Twitter at Bucky Gums. You can find me on Instagram at Bucky Gums. You can find me on Facebook at JJL Comedy. You didn't have anything else, did you, Corky? No, that's it, man. Okay. So. Yep. I feel yeah. like I'm saying Corky. <laughs> and uh, Jordan Gannon? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Architector dot com slash edu <laughs> or, and uh, you can check out Comedy Exchange we're leading off lead off batter this year for the Sacramento that's right m- improv marathon which begins March 11th Friday March 11th at 7pm will be the lead off batter with Comedy Exchange do you have your stand up comedian yet uh, yes we've got a very special guest is this a surprise it's a surprise. Ooh. I'm going to be putting out the announcement tonight. And Atta boy. Be, you'll be seeing all of that. You can and say it because this comes out. Yeah, cause <laughs> I might post this tonight, actually, so don't. Well, Whatever. What if your decision? You know, it's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know he doesn't have anybody. No, I do not have a stand-up. Oh, I see what's going <laughs> my sta- on. <laughs> my stand-up is like, uh, nope, not going to be there. All right. Okay. So uh, we're going to get him booked as ASAP. <laughs> or her. Because we are living in the 21st century. Shim. We Shim. Okay, well. Zer? What yeah. is that weird one? Okay. No, Zay. So Zay. we have a... Com- and then followed right after that is Potato Bureau. Yeah. At Ooh. 8 p.m. on yeah. Friday night. So it's going to be a hot lineup. Get your tickets. Hot potato? Uh, hot Bureau. potato. Yeah. Potato Bureau. Mm. Exchange. Uh, also, I am Mr. Plastic Man. Check me out. I am going to have a website. I know everything about commerce. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to do all of the commerce. I'm going to have a website. <laughs> Man, once I have a web, come this March, I'm going to have a website. I'm going to do all of the commerce. I know commerce. (laughs) (laughs) So check that out. Are you still running for mayor? Uh, Unfortunately, we have had to suspend our campaign. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Due to uh, lack of recognition (laughs) 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 that we were running for mayor. But we're still write-in candidate. So, you know, always a write-in candidate. Right in Jordan Gannon, G A N N O N. Yep, like uh, like the boss in Zelda. Like yes, but if you spell it that way on certain blogs, uh, internet forums, you'll get Gannon banned, uh, <laughs> which is a thing. Look it up. Don't get Gannon banned. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyways, check me out. Good, and you can find me at Epic Tiki Comedy on Twitter, at Epic Tiki on Instagram, YouTube.com/slash Epic Tiki Comedy. Check out our videos. We're working on a new series, maybe. Nice. If no one else moves away, <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> We're, yeah, it's going to be funny, hopefully. And uh, we'll have more videos. We're going to do Game of Thrones Epic Tiki's Takes because those are good, the video I version. did have one more thing. Oh, okay. Just shout out Chrissy, Lisa, Fred, Frank, Venichuk, Holly, cool everybody in the Fear Boners, Inc. Everybody. B. Everybody. Love you guys. Okay. Rate okay. and review this episode. Oh, Thank cool! You. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll have listeners. Is that what you're saying? Yes, oh we got a built-in God. group that wanted. Yes. Excellent. Yes. Thanks, guys. Yeah. And All then, the people Corky said. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you, guys. Uh, and then also, I do another podcast called The Sexy Podcast with J.R. De Guzman. We talk about stand-up, have a guest, and do a writing session. It's awesome. And uh, 
I won't plug any live shows. It's okay. Good. Thank you guys. <laughs> Shut up. Thank you guys for listening. We love you. Subscribe. Give us reviews and five stars and listen to Corky's podcast and JoJo if he ever gets on his podcast again and Jordan doesn't have one but Architecture. <laughs> Thank you. We'll see you later, guys. Dave Grohl out. Bye. Bye.